What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Capes and Cows. It's Friday. Sorry. Look, we only had three episodes this week. Give you good three three good ones. We had three episodes. We had some technical difficulties. But no difficulties yet, as I jinx myself, uh, <clears throat> starting this episode. But we have some things to talk about. And one of those things is Aquaman tracking to not do well. What does that mean? What's that going to be for the rest of the... Uh, in general, it is going to pick up in 2024. Theaters are really relying on it. So how's that going to go? Michael Fassbender, you guys know him. Well, he was a uh, Magneto for a long time. He says he's got no interest in coming back. We'll discuss if, they, if we think he's BSing and will he show up in uh, Secret Wars. And Bob Iger, he's been in the news. We'll talk about not all his stuff. He's said a lot, but something in particular, the comic book movie. He about the Marvels. He said Marvels... One of the main reasons it didn't do well is it didn't have enough supervision. What the hell that means. So we'll talk about that. Uh, there's going to be no supervision with the kids running wild at Burbank Flappers. That's right. We're going to be there. You guys are going to be there with us, right? It is going to be Flappers this Saturday, 9.30 p.m. in Burbank. If you're not there, it means you hate us. If you're there, it means that you're supportive. I think that's right. Or it just means you live far away. We got better things to do. I don't know. Uh, either way, we hope to see you there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be me. It's Winston. It's Coy. Brett Sheridan, Kate Mulligan, Chris Carr, and Roxy Stryer hosting. And who knows? Maybe it'll be a special guest or two. You figure that out if you show up. If you don't, well, joke's on you. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. It's Capes and Cows. Let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the big thing. It's me, Christian Harloff, Winston A. Marshall. Corey is screaming at people on Twitter, so we are here right now. He wasn't able to make it today, so he'll be back. He'll be he'll be on the show on Saturday, though. He'll be he'll be on the show. Man, it's in two days. I know. Well, for, for tomorrow, actually. It's tomorrow. <laughs> it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun show. I, we we taped it's Winston and I had taped a show that we were going to air yesterday, and then we lost it after about it was one thing because when I the same thing happened to me when I was taping with Marisol and Adam but it was only like ten or fifteen minutes this was like an almost this was like a forty minute show we were we already doing. like 35, 40 minutes in and I think the thing that sucks we talked about such good stuff we talked yeah. about the state of the box office Everything. we'll do we, that again yeah we're yeah. talking about that I mean we started talking about Taylor Swift and what she was able to pull off we started talking about Michael Jackson's penis like yeah. it was just so well, much don't stuff. don't say we. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it does it does suck though because winston winston had uh basically uh compared oh, i can't even do i can't even say the whole thing because it was like so it was just such a great bit segue into yeah, it doesn't work i'm so bummed that we lost it i just can't and i'm so i'm so defeated that i'm not even upset about it uh that we lost all that stuff but yeah. we are going to talk about uh i think this will go right into this aquaman thing all right, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom splashes down on box office tracking with numbers lower than The Flash. Oof. Theater owners are banking on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom being a box office hit next month, but based on tracking data, the sequel will be the DCEU's latest and final financial failure. Josh Wilding, a comic book movie. This won't have been the news that Warner Brothers was hoping for. According to Deadline, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom's three-week tracking is currently pointing to a four-day opening of just $50 million when it opens on December 22nd. Not helping matters is the fact that Christmas Eve is now on a Sunday. So there's at least a slim chance the sequel will find its sea legs when Christmas is over. In 2018, Aquaman splashed down with 67.8, but eventually grossed $1.1 billion worldwide. There's at least a chance this follow-up will take off, but it will have to do so without the near $300 million haul its predecessor accumulated in China. Reviews will be crucial to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom's success, and Warner Brothers has yet to pull the trigger on its last-minute marketing campaign. For example, we're expecting heavy promotion from lead star Jason Momoa, at least one more trailer. Tracking's been all over the place this year, but when it comes to comic book movies, they haven't fared well. Guardians 3 opened at $12 million beneath expectations with $118 million, and the Marvels debuted with $47 million, despite any projections of more than $70 million. In The Flash's case... That was aiming for $70 million, but debuted with a mere 55 If Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom also fell short, it could be a disaster. However, the DCU is being rebooted 
by DCU, and Momoa has already pretty much confirmed that his time as Arthur Curry ends with this movie. While that is going to lessen interest from moviegoers, it's not as if Warner Brothers will be banking on the sequel being a box office hit in order to pave the way for a threequel. So, yeah, there's a lot here. Um, we talked about it the other day with Mike and myself when we were on, we're just saying that the the theaters really need a big movie yeah. in December. Like normally, whether it was when... People also forget that Star Wars in 2015 really started the kind of um, Christmas trend. Not that there was not big movies that used to come out. But it wasn't like this. This was the only movie, Star Wars was the only movie at that time that had ever crossed $100 million opening weekend. No movie had ever done that in December. And then a ton of them did, and obviously Avatar destroyed last year. And Spider-Man the year before that. That's right. And there's no big movie... That's no way home been two years. It's been two years, man. Oh yeah. So there's God. no there's no big movie right now like No Way Home, uh, Avatar. And now this one, people are like, Dah. it's like, hey guys, Aquaman's coming out. What do you guys think? <laughs> so but either way though, um this is uh not this is not good. No. And it's also because of the same thing we've been talking about a million times over, mediocre movies. And the point to make is this, and you said it in the when we, we did the recording of the, mm -hmm. this thing, is that the the streaming is a major part of this. So, But with that comes if you know that, if you know that your streaming is going to be a reason why people are not going to the movies as much, change your stuff. Make it interesting. If it's going to be an event, make it an event. It should be. It should be from now on. Like, people are going to be annoyed by this, but it should go back to what it was pre-pandemic. A movie should not come out on streaming until it's been almost a damn year. Because mm -hmm. by doing this, that's the only way you're going to get people to go back. I get you're trying to recoup something. Know, but man, look at Barbie. Barbie. Barbie, people went to see Barbie, and Barbie came out two and a half months later. Uh, uh, Barbie, to my knowledge, still isn't on streaming. Yeah, it's out. Are you sure? Yeah, you can get it, you can get it on streaming. Okay, so if you have to rent it and stuff to be, you can get it. But I, I would almost make the argument that you should be playing that like you could have a loose game plan. You go if it does money at the box office, we'll drop it a little earlier because we've made our money. And if it doesn't, then it's got to wait. I understand that what used to happen a lot of times is like you would end up with like the HBOs, the stars, the Showtimes. Mm -hmm. You would be like, a, oh, if we didn't make it in the box office, maybe we can throw it to them for a licensing real quick and try and recoup something. Yeah, sure. I think you almost have to go the opposite because you unfortunately have broken people. You have told them that they don't need to go to the movie theater because it will be at their home. See, I think it's I think there's a portion of that, but I don't I think more so with streaming, it's the fact of again using the family as an example. A family of 4 is has subscriptions to Disney Plus, Max, Amazon, and Paramount. So right there, that's close to Anywhere between seventy to ninety bucks a month, right? So if you have all that, and then a movie comes out that people go, "Well, we want to go to movies this weekend." Well, what's out? Do I want to drop another hundred, maybe right. close a hundred bucks with right. parking, snacks, theater tickets, all that stuff? Do I want to drop that or? Out of the money I'm spending on all those different apps, do I find something and we order a pizza and that's it? And that, that because that, because if you look at something like Barbie, Oppenheimer, uh, Insidious, Red Door, Five Nights at Freddy. That's the one thing I was going to say. The, the, you, we have got to get back to, because it's not just don't spend $300 million on the box office. That is an, uh, that's a non-starter. Obviously, we got to get back to yeah. not doing that. But I think... I look at Five Nights at Freddy's, which they actually drop simultaneously in the theaters which, and on streaming. Which is bizarre because that normally – it kind of negates the point you made before. It does. But it also shouldn't be something that they start doing all the time. Never. It didn't even work the, for the, a lot the, of time. The only reason that that yeah. worked, and Halloween. this is what I was going to get – it's not even Halloween. It's the fact that that fan base is 
very sure. like you're, you're you're playing specifically to them. It did not cost a lot of money to make that movie. Right, that had a big <laughs> drop off the second week for sure. The fans saw it. One, they one all one saw it. It made like thirty five or forty mil, which right. considering I think it was like a fifteen million dollar budget or something like that, and mm-hmm. you really didn't have to do too much advertising because that was a that was a movie that those fans have known about that forever. I think of the blackening, which I believe also had like a five or ten million dollar budget right. and cleared like I think fifty million by the time it was the over. Risk like is so much lower, and it's like and and again, Mike and I did this whole thing on Disney where you showed like the stuff that they had and the money that they were spending. while Chapek was there, and also that Iger probably greenlit before he left the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's like the budgets, and there was one victory, which was Guardians, one victory. The others were either. Major losses, or maybe broke even, or made a dollar fifty. You know, it's like <laughs> barely. It's like it was, it was a di- very disappointing because if you looked at a, a, a few of them that didn't do well, like something like the like like let's look at the Marvels, which mm-hmm. just the Marvels made they cost like two hundred fifty million dollars to make. Should have been significantly lower. Indiana Jones should have been significantly lower. The Haunted Mansion for some reason cost one hundred fifty million dollars, a little lower. Uh, that movie should have cost like sixty million. Yeah. Then it would have made a profit. Absolutely, or got close anyway. The 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 only way that you could really do a Barbie or an Oppenheimer, and I do believe I, I know they played off of each other. We talked about that too yeah. in the in the lost episode. But um, <laughs> the I think Oppenheimer really got a boost out of Barbie because people were so like the Barbenheimer movement. Yeah, it, was a, that, it was a marketing thing. It was an unexpected marketing thing. That like they were synergy lucky. that works. Yeah, yeah. And, but but all that being said, you're talking about something original. You're talking about something that had big names tied to it. So whether it's, this is a Christopher Nolan movie. I know there were a lot of stars in it, but like the main draw there was Christopher Nolan. Sure. Or in Barbie's case, it's Greta directing it. It's got Issa. It's got uh, Margot Robbie. It's got Ryan Gosling. Like, you and it's had got Barbie, and it's got Barbie. Yeah, right. So you had you had a situation where this became an event thing. The reason why you would see something like Spider Man do what it did, major property, done well, culmination of something. Connected to Marvel. Connect, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? The villains, the, or not villains? Uh, the Toby. Well, and, yeah, 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 exactly. Avatar. Yeah. Already one of the bigger movies sure. that's out there. A lot of that tied to the technology, tied to James Cameron, all of that. Um, a Top Gun, right. tapping into that nostalgia was yeah, a was good, good movie. But it was good, but, but that's they're the thing. all good. But that's why you go back into what's happening with Aquaman because if it was a really and this what they say as much, if they come back and it's like this movie, it's fantastic, it's great. But the problem was the lead up to the movie and a lot of these things. It, the writing's on the wall. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this movie and the potential problems of it for a long time. When you're already on the defense two months out, that's a problem. And James <laughs> Wan was like defending it and going, no, 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 we didn't have to do reshoots. We didn't have to do this. And, and then it, No, and then there's the rumor that James Gunn at the la- like, was like, ordered like a fifth round of reshoots once he saw it and like to do it's like that kind of stuff. It's like that's you're, you're dead before you even start. What's interesting is that I understand when you're a big business, you're going to move with big business energy, but look how the rest of the world is moving, specifically America, as far as inflation. Yeah. For all the rest of us to go, I got $100 to spend across anything that's not essential. I'm going to be very frugal with how I spend that money. Sure. For them to still throw $300 million at something, you, they have to think the same way that we are because right. – you, you got to understand, we're not in the, this excess le- – because pre-inflation, people were just throwing their dollars right, at things. Right. We don't have that. Well, Disney was also hitting a billion dollars a lot um, because the, but, faster. But same for some of the reasons that you're talking about. But it, but they were – and they're, and the movies were better. Yeah. And the movies were better. And so – and we what we did talk about was with, like, Taylor Swift and that concert movie that she did. Mm-hmm. It cost her, like, $20 million to do, which mm-hmm. is, like, a night of parking at the Staples Center for one of her <laughs> one of her shows or wherever it was. Uh, SoCal. So, so, SoCal. <laughs> SoCal. So, uh, SoCal Stadium. SoCal Stadium. But, so, but, yeah, but – and she put it all together. It was a, a, the whole tour from the L.A. shows, yeah. whatever it was. Fans went out to see it. And they supported it. It made a lot of sense. And it was also because the same analogy I made before, the family who knows that they're Taylor Swift fans, they know exactly what they're going to get. They get the theater experience. And it is what it is. And you understand why it made more money than 
a lot. It made more money than Shazam. It made more money than the Marvels. It made more money than, than a lot of these movies. On top of the thing that I think that's so interesting, and I didn't even think about this when we talked about this the first time, um, Taylor Swift's tour specifically wasn't just like a celebration of like midnights that she just dropped right. last year. It was her era's tour, meaning, guys, I'm going to take you on a journey through the entire thing. So you look at No Way Home, which was a journey through everything. Sure. You look at Endgame, which was a journey through everything. Mm -hmm. This is the ability to tap into that nostalgia, give you something new. And it felt like you were rewarding fans, especially because she hadn't been on tour since, what, 2019 because of the remember. pandemic. Yeah, sure. And so when you put all that together, it was the perfect recipe. And right. especially for if you couldn't make the tour... You had somewhere you to watch. You went it. to the movie. And especially now with the way that things are shot and the surround sound mm -hmm. and all that, it, it made a lot of sense that it did what it did because it, you know what you're going to get. These A lot of these superhero movies, you don't – it's it's weird. You know what you're going to get, but you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> remember, you know what I mean? I remember the analogy now how I got to Michael Jackson. I'm not going to do it again, yeah, okay. but that's – But you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. And it's like that's the whole point is that when you go – you look at the – you. You hope that's if you're gonna spend the money on it, you're like, I don't know, am I gonna come out of here happy or am I gonna basically be disappointed again? Because and that's the problem is you you also had um, I, I watch a I watch a series of YouTube channels uh, called like uh, the theorists they do what game theory, film theory, food mm -hmm. theory, style theory, and they actually were breaking that down about like. Disney's in trouble and things they should like turn around. They were talking about with like YouTube videos, for example. Um, when you're asking your audience to trust you, a lot of that ends up being like if you were withdrawing something from the bank. If you're constantly making withdrawals and you're not actually depositing things in, eventually your account's going to go into the negative, right? right? So in this case, it was this idea of just like just withdraw, withdraw, withdraw of all this stuff that people don't necessarily want to see or it was bad enough that like you could get away with a bad movie every now and again. Right. You cannot get away with Subpar. three of your five movies are bad. Yeah. That does not work. No, and it's also it's just and it's what we'll talk about in a second was one of the things that Bob Iger Bob Iger was like addressing mm -hmm. the people because he knows the stockholders are like what's going on, man. Mm -hmm. And he had to like he's dressing a lot of these different whether you whatever you're a lot of people a lot of backlash on what he said, but he's in he's in he's on defense right now and he needs they, they need to are. pick it they really need to pick it up. For sure. So, um, <laughs> can yeah. we can we actually because it's, it's capes and cows and he was referring to background. Can we yeah, talk sure. about we'll the Zaslav? We'll talk about that also. So, um, but I think that when it comes to Aquaman, this movie is going to be in trouble in the same way that all of the projections that they'd mentioned in that article were actually under what they were supposed to make. So, I think because you've been generous to these things and uh, like you know because I think you thought Marvel was going to do like seventy five eighty. I thought that it might tap into that that Barbie Taylor Beyonce audience. And what's so interesting was seeing a lot of podcasts be like, "Bro, where were the ladies on this?" And part of it was like you couldn't do it's the a, marketing. It's like Bill. It's the Bill Bird WNBA joke. It hundred percent WNBA joke. Because what's so interesting, and a lot of people have like been acknowledging this now that like they're allowed to go on press tour, like Iman Vellani is crushing everybody is yeah, in love with her best. and if they had been allowed to do that i do think that you would have how seen, much more money do you think they would have brought in for through marketing i through marketing through marketing what did they what did they pull 40 what's that opening weekend what did they pull 40 uh something 43 or something yeah I genuinely think they would have at least hit seventy, and the reason the reason for that is genuinely Still the number the number yeah. of women that I know that were like I didn't even know this came out. I would have seen that, and then they go see it afterwards. And go, I really like that, I but it was. You, I think you're being generous, um, because maybe maybe another maybe another ten, and and with and with that, they still even even if. Even if the movie would have made an additional hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. They still would have lost hundred million. I'm not saying I'm not million. saying that they wouldn't have. Yeah, it, would, it would have it would have helped. There's no doubt about it. But I did see people on Twitter going, "Oh, if they would have been able to promote, how much more money do you think they would have made, guys? Even if it went, even if you're right, even if it made an additional twenty or thirty that that weekend, it's still a major loss. I, absolutely. I'm not I'm not saying that it's not. Right. And I, we, we have agreed that the these movies are too. The budgets are way too oh, big. Inflated. Way that, too inflated. That should have only been saved for a No Way Home and Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. The, like the, the end all be all, we are finishing this up. It should yeah. not be for and your average movie. It's one of the things that Iger does address. So when it comes to Aquaman itself, 
I'm gonna say that this actually this movie opening weekend does 48 million. That's that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, dude, I I mean I guess Christmas helps a little bit. I'm I've been scared off now, and especially because the DCU has been biting it. I think harder than Marvel. I'm gonna say it's only gonna pull 38. Because it's tracking at like 50 something. I think it'll pull 38. You think it's gonna be that low? Because I think I think. Knowing that this is going up against Walk, uh, Walk, well, Wonka, Wonka, Wonka's, Wonka's, they're both the same studio, but it's no, like no, no, Wonka's I, like two or three weeks I, earlier. I get it, but like family, right? Family stuff. Yeah, if Wonka, you're gonna choose something to color go purple, yes, yes. Uh, like because I, I know that most of the black people I know, they're like, I ain't going to damn Aquaman. I'm going to color purple. 100. percent Like you yeah. know, I just I think you throw the lack of trust for the DCEU and everybody being like, I'm already looking at Superman Legacy. I don't care. Um, I think that you had a little bit too early. Like, I think Momoa being on SNL certainly is not a bad thing. It should not have happened last weekend or two weekends ago, whenever it was. It should have been closer in December when it's about sure. to drop because I think it's already going to be out of people's minds. That's true, yeah. I, I just don't have faith in a lot of what's happening. And I also think more so than anything, it's not just like a lack of trust. People are tired. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to spend my time doing something when I'm already so exhausted between everything happening in the Middle East, between inflation, right. between all the trials that are happening with, with majors and Trump and everything that's happening, I'm going to go do something that I know is going to bring me joy. Right. And, and if I don't not, think that. but you know, And you know one of the reasons why you don't think that? There's no buzz around this movie. Nope. There's no buzz around this. And if there was buzz around and excitement, think about the excitement that we had for like No Way Home. Think about the excitement that was there for like Avatar. It's like it's just not there. There's no excitement for it whatsoever, and especially when you get reports like this, because reports like this, as and you have to have them, it hurts the movie because it's the same reason I yeah. think that it hurt the Marvels because the Marvels mm -hmm. was tra tracking for like seventy million, and then these tracking they're like, oh, it's 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 dis it's going to be disappointing in tracking at seventy, and those yeah. people who saw it going. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we don't want to see this. And then they I, pull their, pick, their tickets back and they don't see it. Dude, I you know, it's funny because I think about Avatar and I was shocked by how much money it ultimately made yeah. because truthfully, especially when you think about how much actual buzz Top Gun had, how much sure. actual buzz Spider-Man had, I felt like nobody was talking about Avatar. And I was like, where is this money coming from? Like the people that love Avatar love Avatar, but yeah. I just didn't, not in the news, not on social media. It was just the people that went, went, and I was very confused by it. I think that what Avatar proved is that Avatar was the consumer's film. It was the average person's movie, blockbuster movie, that you didn't have to be like in the know yeah, yeah, yeah. to see it. And it's like, oh, let's go. We want to go see a big movie. What's out? Avatar's out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was such a big. And so it weird goes back me. to what you were saying before. Those films are event films. They're the event. You feel like when you go, it's like when you see Avatar in, in, the, in the theater, you're like, you have to see that movie in the theater. You don't have to see Aquaman. You, you do have to see it in the theater. And yeah. I, I, the only thing that bothers me, and again, if people flame me for it, whatever, I just don't rock with Avatar like you that. You like the second one, though. I did, and I've since oh, rewatched it. I've, I've rewatched it, and I'm feeling the same way about it that I did about the first one. But but that's my point, though, right? Too, you what you rewatched it on TV. Yeah. Everybody felt that way about the first one. I yeah. didn't. I love I love both the movies, but everybody said the same thing. When you see that, then that's why the movie does so well yeah. in the theater. Because when you see it in the theater, you're like, whoa, it's such a spectacle. And then when you see it in the set, in the, on TV, a lot of people go, that's fine. And that's I love them on TV. I love the story and everything too. But the emotion of the power of what that thing's doing on yeah. the big screen, it's like a thousand percent. Yeah. And that and that's what's so crazy to me is because. But the difference is, and this is where. I think we have to find a way to thread that needle. Top Gun still, like Maverick, still sure. plays well on a small screen. Sure, yeah. A lot of these movies that are hitting those billion-dollar numbers aren't like the, I don't know how, the final Jurassic World made a billion. No, no, no. dinosaurs, man. Dinosaurs, because it's like, it's. I know, I know, I get it. But it's like, but it's one, but it's the same thing where you don't have to be kind of tied in and committed to anything. You just go to the movies. Mm -hmm. It's it's a built-in IP. I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I I like when it's not like me going. Well, I think more like how the hell did that happen? Was the first Aquaman or Captain Marvel? Even though Captain Marvel 
made it because of the in-between of like Infinity mm. War. That's not a movie you would think would make a billion dollars. The first Aquaman is the most profitable DCEU movie of all time. Yeah. And it's like that you would never predict that. No. So there are times that you're like, whoa. And the other thing that stood out to me, though, was that the first movie that made a billion dollars didn't hit 150 million, 200 million its opening weekend. Mm -hmm. It only did 67, which, which is, is crazy. Which is not far off from the prediction of what this is supposed to make opening weekend. But the question is, does it have legs? And it's not opening in China. That was, I was going to say, I'm so curious with that. all these movies that have hit a Billy. I'm very curious about how much of an impact China really does have like that. Yeah. Because like the same thing, I really enjoy the fast movies. I actually have not seen nine or 10. I okay. need to, but like, I never understood prior because I only watched them all last year or the year before that I finally was like, I'm going to sit down and watch them all. And the first few, like, I, I love two. I saw two as a kid for whatever reason. Three was fine, but I never saw anything other than two and three. Do you know how much that movie cost the last one? Too much. Take a guess. <laughs> 275. 350. Are you kidding me? And it, and it made, it made, I forget. It was this it, year, wasn't it? Yeah. And it made money, but it lost money. It made the amount of money that it made. You looked at it. You would look at it, and you would go, <laughs> "Wow, that's that's a lot of money." And, and it's not when no, you have to do everything. No, because they were hoping to do the. My um, God, yeah, dude. And it made over. I'll tell you right now, that movie cost like three fifty to make without marketing. It made seven hundred four million. So you made no money, and you made no money. You made zero dollars, which is crazy. And, that's, and that's did they crazy. break it up into like a part one, part two, yes. just like they did with Mission they're gonna Impossible? Do, they're going to do part two, and because Mission Impossible it, didn't make any money, <laughs> they spent too much money on that, and, and that I, and one that, hurts because yeah, and that one's not bad. That 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 one wasn't that a situation where because of the pandemic that was when Tom Cruise lost it on somebody because they were they were yeah but that but it, they they lost money because of the pandemic for sure and I thought the way that he ha actually handled himself was for that he was he was losing on somebody because they were fucking they were messing no 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 I know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there was the, but they also released that movie I think like a week or two after Barbenheimer yeah which was not well, it's what are ego. you gonna do? You, you, you don't, you don't, but you didn't know that that was gonna happen. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna know, last minute pull everything. But, but wait, but that's that's the, that goes back to this whole conversation with Aquaman, and there's no buzz around it. There was tons of buzz on Barbie and yes. Oppenheimer too, like tons of buzz. I remember walking around with Ellis at one point, and him, him going, "You know, movie's really gonna start firing off, and people are gonna see this movie hand over fist." Is Barbie. He's like, everyone's talking about this movie. Everywhere I go, everyone's talking about Barbie. And it was months before it came yeah. out. And that is when you know. That is when you know. And there's no, like, I think Deadpool has a shot to do. I think people people I are think excited so. about Deadpool. People I think are, so. like, That's the type of movie that I could see doing the type of buzz that we're talking about. You know what's interesting is, and a lot of it I think also ties to the fact that, and we've discussed this a number of times, we've gotten into such a culture of hating on things that the only stuff that actually has a tendency to do well at this point are the ones where people are actually being positive. Yeah. There is not a single bad thing that was said about Barbie going into it. People were just hyped to see it. They were excited yeah. to see Same thing with, again, going back to Top Gun. Right. Everybody was like, dude, it's been 30 years, 40 years. I'm so excited to see and this. It and it was good. Yeah. So if you couple the positivity with that, because again, I keep tapping back to Infinity War Endgame because that was kind of the end. That was not just yeah. for the MCU as far as like, there was a big shift after that. Yeah. People were anticipating it. And so it did good things. It I played, don't it, they played the long game. I don't think anything that's really come out this year that we're like, how did this get so bad? There, there, there was more negativity. Like there were people that were anticipating the flash, mm -hmm. but there was more negativity behind what about Ezra and everything they're doing? And what about the fact that like Zazoff was canceled all these movies? And what about the fact that does this yeah, universe gonna exist but, anymore? But like, that stuff is more so within our community. That's not that that doesn't stretch out to like the casual viewer. The question is like the casual viewer, the in the particular ones that you just brought up, because the casual viewer does isn't talking about Zazloff or or really Ezra Miller as much. But I will say there's still stuff going on. That it's not resonating with them, and it's the it it is the same reason why I think Aquaman people like if they're if you're going especially during a holiday season, mm -hmm. hey, do you want to go? We just spent all this money on Christmas dinner and on the holiday dinners and uh, on on gifts and all these things. Do you want to go spend money on Aquaman? Most people are going to go. I don't think so. No, 
I don't think so. I mean, as 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 charismatic as Momoa is, there's only so much that'll take you. So, anyway, I'm very curious if you guys are going to go check out Aquaman. Are you going to see it, or are you going to wait for it to hit Max a month later? Um, <laughs> so let us know exactly what you think in the comments for sure. Before we get to our next topic, I want to tell you about two of our wonderful sponsors, and that is both AG1 and BetterHelp. There you go. All right, guys, let's talk about AG1. You guys know I love AG1. If you've been listening to my show, you've heard me talk about them, and I've been drinking them for about two years now, and I love it. Never been a vitamins guy. I've told you that. I take it all one shot, AG1. I put it in a water bottle. I shake it up. I'm good to go. I recommend AG1 to my friends. I recommend AG1 to my family, everybody. AG1 is a team of doctors and scientists. It is tested for 950 contaminants and NSF certified for sport. It is formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. You guys know they've been with us for a while because you guys know too. You've all been checking them out and everybody who's been signing up to AG1 says the same thing. It's changed your energy. It's changed how you approach things in a day. You're smiling more. You're running around the place and you're sleeping better. I know. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash big thing. Drinkag1.com slash big thing. Check it out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know that the end of the year, end of the year season, gets tough for a lot of people, man. There's a lot going on for a lot of people. It is one of the toughest times of the year. A lot of people look forward to the holidays. Sometimes you might struggle with the seasonal blues. I, there's a lot I think about during the holidays, and it's tough. It is. This time of the year can be a lot. It's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I know I do. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and the change. Something to look forward to, make you feel grounded, and give you the tools to manage everything going on. You guys have heard me talk about BetterHelp. And I mention it every single time. She's cool with me talking about it because BetterHelp helped her tremendously, and that's Roxy Stryer. Uh, there's someone in my family who has benefited very much so from better help and talking. So it really makes a change. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with better help. You visit betterhelp.com slash big thing today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash big thing. All right. Thank you to our friends over at AG1 and BetterHelp. As always, if you can, you're helping out this show tremendously, especially around the holidays. If you can and you need to talk to somebody, you should definitely be looking at BetterHelp. And if you want to get your energy up, AG1. So, link is in the description. I always pin our sponsors as our top comment. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, speaking of comments, that Iger, man, he's talking about some stuff. Here you go. Okay, Disney CEO Bob Iger says the Marvel's box office woes are a result of a lack of supervision during the filming. Mark Julian over at Comic Book Movie. Disney CEO Bob Iger is causing quite a stir online as his statements regarding the Marvel's box office performance is being interpreted as a thinly veiled shot at director Nia DaCosta. Appearing at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, Bob Iger is making waves with the MCU online community with statements regarding the Marvels. Some fans are taking Iger's comments as a not-so-subtle jab at director Nia DaCosta, stating that the Captain Marvel sequel lacked supervision during filming. 
The Marvels was shot during COVID, he said. There wasn't as much supervision on the set, so to speak, where we have executives really looking over what's being done day after day after day. It's no secret that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige keeps a tight grip on the overall narrative of the MCU's trajectory. However, it's a lesser-known fact that Feige's team of executives essentially acts as his eyes and ears on set. Members of the executive-level team, including Lois de Esposito, Stephen Broussard, Nate Moore, and several others. It seems Iger is stating that the COVID-related protocols kept Feige's eyes and ears off set, and that's how Marvel's got off track. Some MCU fans coming to DaCosta's defense are pointing out that no one is suggesting Peyton Reed needed supervision on Ant-Man and the Wasp or that James Mangold needed someone looking over his shoulder on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Iger could have pointed out to a number of factors that led to the film's underperformance, including the actor strike and their inability to promote on the film or small but vocal faction of MCU fans who spewed vitriol across the internet they were never going to support a film starring three women. The Marvels is currently on track to end its theatrical run at roughly $300 million worldwide from a production budget of 219 It is certainly a gigantic misfire for the once unflappable MCU, but it's not exactly great PR for Iger to throw DaCosta under the bus. His timing recently has been abysmal. His timing is, is, is terrible. And there's certain ways that this is, this is right after this movie comes out. And what he should have done in a situation like that, if you're going to say that, you got to mention these other movies that they mentioned. You have to give other examples because that, oh, God. Because that is the thing that I think does piss me off about it is there are plenty of other films that bombed. Right. I guess this is the most recent it, that's one. That's why, and it's but it, but it doesn't it doesn't give it an excuse of but it, it is why because it's it's because well, what happened with the Marvels? It just came out. That's your latest big bomb. It 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 falls in line with whether or not we have time to talk about it. With Zaslav being like, it took courage to cancel that girl. Right. Just be aware of what you're saying. Courage. Even if what courage it yeah. took courage. It was a gamble, is what he meant to say. It's a gamble. It's like it's a gamble because you know we're going to lose some money on it too. It's not, it's not courage. You're, you're taking away jobs from people. It's, it's not courage. Li- literally, this is going to be an extreme example here, but it's the difference between being like, oh yeah, you know, Winston is black versus oh yeah, Winston is colored. Like you right. want one of those means the same, but you're going to get smacked in the mouth. Right. And and it's so it's like instead of saying it took courage, it's like look, it was a risk. It was a risk to do this, and we know we were affecting people's lives, but we had to do something drastic. Right. You say that. No one's going to get mad at you. Right. They're going to be like, damn, I really wish you hadn't canceled it, but fine. Say, Look at what I did. Look what I did. Exactly. I, I, it's, it, took, <laughs> it took courage for me to eliminate jobs. It took courage. It's like, it didn't need courage. Dude. It, it was a tough decision. It was the CEO that laid off everybody, yeah. still got his bonus, yeah. and then started crying about like, this is so hard for they, me. They don't pay attention. Just drying yeah. his eyes with cash. Yeah. They don't pay attention to what they're saying. And like, so you look at what Iger, what Iger's doing, right? And he's saying... He's going uh, okay. There's a lot of problems, and I'm gonna I'm gonna address it because there's other things that he said too, and he said things along the lines of, like when he makes a public statement about well we're not gonna do these. There's one thing when you when you're sending messages, but it can't dominate the whole film. And it, and again, there's something inside of what he's saying I get, but dude, look first. This is right after the South Park thing happens, so it's gonna look like you're like oh maybe they were right. That's probably plus, but there's always been political messages inside of all movies. But it's a matter of again, it's it's how you say things, and you can say things to people. And when you're doing public stuff, it's like you can say like, look, if he said the same thing behind closed doors, and mm-hmm. look, I'm all for messaging, mm-hmm. I'm all for, but let's make sure if we're going to do it, it fits within the narrative of the story. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that it fits, like let's make sure that everything is working in how we want to do this, and that we can tell, we can send messages. But we're also telling the story and developing, and it doesn't look like we're doing just that. You say that, and you go, "Oh, I, I, I see where, you, where, where you're coming from." But when you make a blunt statement like that, it does seem like you're trying to appease people. Because even the people, you, it looks like you're trying to appease. Like even they're going, "Well, took you long enough. Guess that South Park episode got you going. You don't win. What are we trying? Who are you trying to win?" I, I really wish that the Igers and the Zazlaws, for as much money as they pay talent to do stuff. Go hang with like, I mean, Carlin's not around anymore, so you can't you right. can't do that. But go go hang with Chris Rock, go hang with you know 
you kind of say sometimes Chappelle, go hang with John Stewart, go hang with these dudes that make their living talking to people and like delivering a message to somebody in joke form or in editorial form and learn how to say this stuff. And it's weird because Iger was never he, that Iger guy. Was, yeah, I know he's been he's been stepping he's been in retired right. too long. Well, no, no, no. It's not just that. Remember, he was the king of the castle because everything was he was Midas. Yeah, he ain't Midas anymore. Yeah, uh, and and that's the whole point is that these things and he, and look, he came back to a mess, but he's also part of this thing now where he's looking and and the the thing where he's saying about Nia Costa, it's like it's very similar to what I just said about the messaging thing, mm-hmm. and you said it too. You gotta watch. You gotta be careful what you're saying because I don't think I don't think that he's wrong in the fact that not just. Nia Costa, but that whole set and the whole thing probably could have had some more people giving notes. But as they mentioned in this article, soak it Indiana Jones, which it's certainly. I mean, I've been criticizing that movie from the start. There's way too over budgeted, over hyped. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, all these different things that were said. He should have made a statement and gone, "Look, I know that we've had a lot of missteps. There's been times where we 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 maybe gave a little bit too create too much creative control to." All of the directors. Bro. All of the directors. What it what it reminds me of is it's it's like one of those situations where it's like if the whole team, like as a basketball team, and the whole team screws up, right? Yeah. And maybe this is like the whitest basketball team of all time. You just go, and Winston, I'm the only black guy here. Why are you coming for me? Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, you got it's like you just you've gotta you gotta be able to read the room. You gotta understand I don't I I, I understand. It's your latest bomb. People are looking at you going, hey, what's going on? Think. Think. If you're gonna you're gonna single out you're gonna sing out your black female director who already was getting thrown under the bus for leaving a set early because her movie kept getting pushed. That you told her, hey, it's gonna be here. Now it's gonna be here. But you know, you're working on that other thing, and then oh, she left early. And it, it's like, and like, you're already throwing her under the bus. And the when because here's the one fair thing though that people will that people have to understand. Doesn't matter. The director always gets the finger pointed at them when a movie bombs. Here's my only problem with that. I I hear that because yeah. I was actually about to then use our one sports analogy for the day. Um for those that are football fans or that you're not, the Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. They have, been, because of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they've been on a tear right. for years. They're not doing great this year. They still have a winning record. They still are up there at the top, but their receivers have been terrible. Right. And they lost a game they had no business losing. And it was the receiver's fault because they dropped like seven sure. passes that sure. game. Patrick Mahomes didn't go, Yeah, my receivers are out here in these streets just dropping passes. Right, right. Patrick Mahomes go, I could I could have thrown that ball better. I could have worked on my timing with them. Like we've got to do better as a team, but it's the buck stops with me. That's what I need these CEOs to do because it's your team. You are the quarterback. Right. I don't care if like Nia Costa is your wide receiver and she dropped the ball. If that's what happened, right. and it's like it, they were. It does seem like they're pointing the finger at her. Which at the point, like again, the director always, no matter whether it's right or wrong, the director always in good in good movies that have bombed. Pointing on your fault, right? It always happens, but to say it in the way that he said this particular thing wasn't reading the room, Mm-mm. wasn't paying attention to Mm-mm. kind of in general of how that's going to be looked at. And I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, he you you would assume that he would be able to choose his words a little better for this particular circumstance because Marvel in general, what he, that's what he should have done. He said, look. If you're gonna be try to be, because I think what he's trying to do is like, look, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna be so honest. I've been really honest then. And this is what you because he said certain bits of this. Okay, guys, look, we've spent way too money on too much money on this stuff. We're not in the place that we used to be. Mm-hmm. We were spending a lot of money beforehand. The three hundred million dollars gone. We're gonna basically do. We're gonna have to scale things back a little bit more. We realized that one of the reasons we were able to spend the money that we were is when we built up and did these shared universes. We get all these stars at the same time. We got to cut back. We got to make bigger things. We got to make smaller movies, but with better stories and better character. Because this whole thing about the supervision thing, of of well, she didn't have supervision. You didn't have dailies. You didn't have dailies. Dailies right. for people who don't know what it is. It's like every every day you get these clips of what's going on. Right. So if if you like, oh, I didn't know they were gonna do a big musical act. Well, why didn't you watch your dailies? Right. You know. You know what? You know what I'm 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 like so curious about is because what 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 would we say was like a Disney movie that like did well 
this year. Mm-hmm. Just Guardians. Guardians, right? Guardians okay. Set, based off of two movies that did a third movie in a franchise. You know what? The, what would have made more sense to do is to instead of focusing on what the didn't negative, work, right. go. You know what we need to do. What we really need to focus on the things that we know are are winning for us. Abbott Elementary on our TV side mm. is crushing for us. That right. that show does so well. Now that the strike's over, I'm so excited to see more stuff like that come right. out. Guardians of the Galaxy three. That's the kind of like character development. That's the kind of adventure that we want to see Marvel get back to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's the only reason it, why they wouldn't do that. Why? Because get gun is gone. This I, gun is like you know I'm playing on another team. It, there's they they had they must have had one more success this year. So if even if that's was that the only that's one? That's it. Everything else either barely they, or it was another studio. There was, again, there were a few. There mm. were a few. I mean, maybe yeah, one of their 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 Fox movies. I don't know if they even had any of their Fox movies that that did good. But the but any because I'm thinking about movies? it because what Across the Spider Verse did well, Barbie did yeah, well, Oppenheimer Sony. did well. Those are all different Sony studios. Warner Bros. Yeah, so the big movies that did really and Universal. Well for them, yeah, yeah, they have they've the only ones that again people can debate is whether it just lost a little money broke even or made a little money, Little Mermaid, which might have lost just a little money, mm-hmm. um, and the other one was Elemental, mm-hmm. might have made or lost a little money. The rest of them then the way money. Then the way you do it again is you go, you know what did really well for us? Abbott Elementary, we love that show. It's doing really great. We yeah. want to see more like that. Loki, the, the right. people have been critically TV, acclaimed. Yeah. It's been a great job. We've been doing that. There's something magical happening with those kind of realms we want to focus on. And then we saw things that worked with Elemental and that worked with Little Mermaid right. and that worked with... With guardians and you can throw it in there now and not make it the focus we need to f- look at those things that work and we need to make that we need to expand that yeah and we under i you know i understand that some of the problems are we've been throwing too much budget into this and so we got to take a look at that as well but those little things why are audiences connecting we got to remember what made us special in the first yeah. place you make that statement instead of yeah people out here just not being supervised just it, doing whatever they want it's the, just it was it's silly and it's the same way that like, he just he, he was He's desperate right now. He's on the offense. They all are. They're all. They all are. It's, it it's, took courage. It's yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> all right, look. There's a lot to be said about this. Let your voices be known. Um, I think we're gonna try to hit one more thing. I'm gonna try. We may not be. It's gonna be a shorter show, but I do want to tell you guys both about Rocket Money and DraftKings Casino right now. Hey, Rocket Money. How much do you guys think that you're paying a month on subscriptions? Yeah, that's what I thought. Most people think they're hey, eighty bucks. 82 bucks? Yeah, right. You're paying closer to around 200 bucks. And that is why I use Rocket Money. What is Rocket Money, Christian? Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you, me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. And it's all in one place. It has over 5 million users and counting. Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year. And $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash thing. That's rocketmoney.com slash thing. Rocketmoney.com slash thing. Step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics. Play blackjack. Play roulette. Slots. Plus... Enjoy exclusive games that you can't find anywhere else. All you have to do is sign up, you select the offer, make the deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with the promo code BIGTHING. New customers get a deposit match of up to $500 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with the promo code BIGTHING. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 and up. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opt-in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Max match 500 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
All right, thank you to our friends over at DraftKings Casino and Rocket Money. Right, last thing to hit before we get out of here this is just real quick. Michael Fassbender asked if he's going to return. Josh Horowitz actually asked Michael Fassbender, and he said, you know, I think we had a great run. I enjoyed it. By the time Dark Phoenix was over, I was like, you know, I was lucky. We had a fantastic run of it. I enjoyed the time, and then it came to, I think, its natural conclusion. Um, so when it comes to this, real quick, and then we just kind of end on this, do you think this is him going? No, I don't. I don't need to come back. Do you think he's going to show up in Secret Wars? Do you think you, if they bring back everybody that they say is going to be back, that's going to be the most. It's going to be the most. He won't, Deadpool, you think? He'll either be in Deadpool or in, in Secret Wars, and then that's the end. And I think that I think part part of the reason why is people have teased left and right, but. None of this. We we have nothing other than the stuff that we know that Logan is in it, and we know obviously that Deadpool's back in his own movie. I would put money on the fact, especially since we're talking about Deadpool kills the Fox universe type situation, he will be back for that. Whether it's just a cameo, the size of like first class with Hugh Jackman being like, you know, we we're making a team go f yourself. Yeah, it might be something that simple with with. But I I hear what he's saying about like I'm not doing more movies yeah. movies as Magnus, but I, but I'll do a cameo. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, I mean, I, there's anybody could show up in any of these movies now. So I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think the Fastbender will show up? Will Magneto come back? Uh, will it be just a different Magneto once they finally bring him back? Again, shorter episode here today. Thanks for bearing with us. I know we only got three episodes out this week, but we'll be back in full force, I think, next week for sure. Um, so make sure you comment. Leave likes, all that stuff. Winston, where can they find you? You can find me at the Swaggy Blurred on all the platforms, man. I've been doing uh, my reviews of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, so please come and check that out. Show some love. Uh, and then obviously on social media as well. And then Game Time with Roka on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can see Winston, myself, Coy, Brett, Kate, Roxy, Chris Carr, all performing Burbank. So make sure you head out there on Saturday night. Come see us, man. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. If you're brand new to the channel, subscribe right there. All right, for Winston, I'm me. You're you. Bye. Thank you. 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 You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.